1: allow and welcome to let's talk about it this is your host Taylor and I hope that y'all are making your way through the week with some positive vibes I'm gonna be very honest this episode with how I'm doing uh, before we get into our lovely lovely guest who is amazing this is probably one of my favorite episodes that I have ever recorded but before we get into some of our this episode is is gonna just as a heads up as a content warning, as a trigger warning. Uh, This interview will discuss uh, things like rape and sexual trauma. Um, So take care of yourself however you need to. Um, Before we get into this episode, I just want to share a few things from this week. There's been a lot of bachelor things happening. I, as usual, have been very vocal about them. And I just want to be very clear um, that this is exhausting. (laughs) I want folks to really understand that the things that the Black and and the BIPOC um, members of this show go through is exhausting. Um, I think I have absolutely reached my limit with this show. I... Have commented and done several Instagram lives um, on my page at Taymoka regarding the Chris Harrison Rachel Lindsay interview, regarding the statements that have been put out by other leads from the show who are white women and white men. I um, definitely recommend checking those out. I had the Black cholorettes back on an IG Live uh, with Michaela and talking about all of that and kind of breaking down these things. So I will not be like covering that on the podcast as that content is already readily available for you right there on Instagram. Um, but I hope that y'all actually take the time to listen through to it. Um, if you are watching the show, I do just want to encourage you that to show your support Support, that you do use the hashtag firechrisharrison, that you do email ABC, that you check out the highlight on my Instagram where you can find all the resources to take action, where you can educate yourself to understand why this was problematic and why this was not okay. Accountability sometimes means losing your pa- your place of power, and that is what rightfully and reasonably so... Needs to happen with Chris Harrison. Um, So I appreciate y'all's support there. I appreciate y'all, you know, being open to all of this stuff. I understand it can be hard at times, but um, keep keep at it. (laughs) So yeah, yesterday definitely was a rough, rough day for me. Wednesday, uh, between the last three weeks with all this bachelor stuff. Come Monday, or sorry, from Monday, (laughs) come Wednesday, I feel like I've just reached my my limit. Um, and so coming into today's episode, um, just want to hold space for some of that, for not being okay. Um, our guest today is absolutely amazing. Uh, so I want to introduce y'all to Jaminica. She is a queer media consultant, a comprehensive sex educator, and sexual assault and trauma expert. She is the host of Trauma Queen, which is a mini podcast series for survivors of assault and their allies. The podcast focuses on uplifting voices in all communities and exploring their collective journeys to healing. Jaminica is the Sorry, Jimenica, is the founder of Tending the Garden. So be sure to check out all the all the links in the episode notes so that you can find all the resources and the work that she's doing. Um, the, tending the garden tending the garden is a healing retreat for survivors of assault um, of marginalized identities. She's been working in the mental health field for over a decade with youth, adolescents, and adults. Um, she honestly does so many things. And <laughs> I'm gonna let her speak on that but I hope that per usual going into today's episode y'all are listening with an open heart an open mind and open ears so let's talk about it all right so welcome Jiminika to the show thank you so much for being here today
2: thanks for having me
1: Yeah, I know. um, Right before we started recording, we both were kind of sharing that
2: uh, it's been
1: difficult lately. We haven't been in the best of moods lately.
2: (laughs) No, no. And I don't think people talk about it enough. Like people are Mm -hmm. like, you should be smiling and getting through. And I'm like, should we though? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot, like a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: Let's let's hold some space for that because I had that day yesterday, and yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I'm sad. I'm lonely. It was just not a good day. Um, so, you want to share? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you feel like you need to vent a little bit? What's going on with that you? That was my morning.
2: Um, I think I think it also has to do with I haven't had great sleep. I know. Surprise! Mm-hmm. While in the panorama. Um, I haven't had great sleep, mm-hmm. and so I think I fell asleep at like 4.30, and then we have construction going on. They're on lunch break now, but we have construction <laughs> going on, and they came at like 8.30, and I was like, well, guess I'm up, Yeah. and I was like sitting here, and I was like scrolling, because that's mm-hmm. how you get caught up, Yeah. and I was like, I saw a post from someone in Texas, and they were like, we're literally freezing to death inside our homes. Yep. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like, I get it, right? Like, I'm an educated person, but Mm -hmm. on a human level, like, I don't understand how we can just let this happen, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, that's happening. There's still people that are homeless. So they're freezing to death outside and then the pandemic. And Mm then I'm still seeing like, how are people still kidnapping people and murdering people? Like, we don't have enough going on. It's like, regular nonsense that happens every day Mm -hmm. in a pandemic Um, and then the people that don't believe so they're spreading it and then the world because global warming and I feel like part of my trauma response and I do know this about myself is I stay busy and Mm -hmm. I do for other people and then today I woke up and was like oh I didn't get enough sleep to put my shield up and feelings were like hey girl we've been waiting on you. Yeah, like we coming through today. <laughs> remember those tears? Where he, drop them, drop them. So that's what my morning was and like talking to friends and like processing it and like giving myself space and the allowance to feel the things. Mm-hmm. We don't give you, give ourselves enough or let other people feel the things enough, I don't think. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. It's time for a short break. And I'm not even going to lie. I literally screamed. (laughs) I like exclaimed. Okay. When I saw that this company was going to sponsor the podcast because they have been one of my favorites. I'm literally so excited to share this y'all that Dipsy is a new sponsor of the podcast. So. I just want to say, when I first started getting more into uh, my own sexuality and into the field professionally as a sex therapist, all people were talking about was Dipsy. They were like, oh, you yeah, have you used Dipsy yet? Like, oh, yeah, I recommend Dipsy for my clients. So please, please listen up, y'all, okay? <laughs> I am obsessed with them. And Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. And let me tell you they really turn you on. Okay. I am such a fan of hearing dirty talk. I'm such a fan, such a fan of some good audio. Okay. I love hearing it in my ears and each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and are just immersive scenarios. So you really feel like you are right there. Uh, You can find stories about an off limits hookup with your professor or a costume party that takes things to like a whole new level, or maybe it's a story where your partner tells you exactly what to do which is my favorite, or trying a new toy together. They release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or or what turns you on. And they also have wellness sessions. Like This is literally my favorite. They have wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. This is literally like the app, okay? If you are you are interested in exploring audio stories, erotic stories, Dipsy is the, pl- the number one place to go, okay? And of course, for the lovely listeners of this show who get this very, very exciting partnership, uh, this is going to be in like my 2021 um, most proud sponsorships. Uh, but Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to Dipsy stories.com slash Taylor. That's a 30-day free trial. You know how many stories you listen to in 30 days? You can have a whole lot of pleasure in 30 days, y'all, for free when you go to com slash Taylor. Head right on over, y'all, right after you listen to the rest of this episode. Please, you better head on over to dipsystories.com slash Taylor. I'm very, very excited about this partnership. This is a professional milestone. Hopefully looking forward to seeing Dipsy sponsor the podcast some more. Literally number one brand company that I would, would recommend for this. So please check them out. And I got to put myself together now and we can get back to the show. I'm curious how you find yourself holding space for that moment. I know I... I will, I can sense it coming up and I can sense like my chest yesterday. It felt so heavy. I felt like I got hit by a train and it just, I was like, I had shortness of breath. And then of course in my head, I'm like paranoid and I'm like, I don't even see nobody, but I'm like, oh my God, do I need to go get tested? And then feeling the the spiral of all of that. And then I was like, you know what? you're sad, you're lonely, just fucking cry. And I sat there while watching Moana, avoiding my work and Mm -hmm. just like sobbed, bawled my eyes out, held my heating pad on my chest and on my stomach to like stimulate someone else's body warmth on my body and
2: just cried a lot. Mm -hmm. I now sleep with a weighted blanket. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, I'm just gonna pull it over my head. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to fully shut it down. Let's just be fully weighted. Um, And it, you know, I think it's also like giving myself that permission to be like, okay. Mm -hmm. you do a lot for other people. You do a lot in the world. Like I got to celebrate something this week. And then I was like, I don't even like feel good celebrating the things. And then my family's like, no, we still have to celebrate. Like we still have to have happy things. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but people are dying and blah, blah, blah. My friends are like, my friends and my family are like, yes, but also, and I'm like, I don't have time. So it's (laughs) it's also me fighting myself Mm -hmm. a lot because of the work that we get to do, like showing up for people, like mm-hmm. most of us that do this work, don't just do it because it sounded fun. Yeah, Some shit has happened to us mm-hmm. and all of our trauma responses look different and how we show up looks different. And like I said, my response is helping people like this, like sitting here and talking with you will help me mm-hmm. get through the rest of the day.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I think this brings up for me on, um, on Tuesday, I had a client and we were talking about worthiness, um, talking about pleasure and cause part of what I'm hearing now is like almost this like rejection of pleasure in your life and mm-hmm. yeah. a rejection of that happiness because you're just supposed to be working. You're supposed to be providing, you're supposed to be nourishing other people. Um, and we have this whole kind of conversation about like, well, how, who gets to decide worthiness who, who gets to decide that and what determines worthiness? And I walked through this whole, like when a child's born, a baby, is that baby deserving of worthiness when, mm-hmm. they're a cho- when they're a toddler? Are they still deserving? Do they still have worthiness? How have they earned that? And it was basically like, okay, yeah, as we grow up, we get told all these messages and we're conditioned by our capitalistic patriarchal white supremacist society all of this <laughs> all of them I mean, the trifecta so the trifuckery <laughs> <laughs> and that then we 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 question our worthiness and we reject pleasure in our life and yesterday i wanted to cancel both interviews i had because for me i was like this isn't going to feel filling for me because i'm already so drained and in the first one i talked so much about like you know, we really need to allow pleasure into our lives. And then I was like, you fucking bitch, you're sitting here rejecting yourself with pleasure. (laughs) So that was when the tears came and I was like, all right, take care of myself, go spend time with family. Um, And so what does that look like for you, how you sit in that place of worthiness to allow (laughs) pleasure in?
2: You know, <laughs> I'm like sitting here <laughs> laughing because I'm like, we're just one of the same. Um, I I think I have to be reminded, right? Like for mm-hmm. me, like I live with one of my best friends. That is my person upstairs. And like I have really close friends from like, we've been friends since we were 12. Mm-hmm. My other best friend, 15. So I keep people around me that, that are like, yeah. Hey, we don't really care, girl. We seen you picking up off the ground. We seen you broke. Mm-hmm. We seen you with a little money. We seen you in a magazine. Like they don't care, and so they care about like my well-being.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. So that is helpful. And then again, like because I do way too much, uh, <laughs> and I've been saying that more. And I'm like, maybe I should acknowledge that. Maybe just looking at that. Mm-hmm. But like allowing myself the times to like. Right now, we're allowed to be happy. Like, nothing Mm -hmm. else matters. No one else is nonsense. Like, they don't get to get that part of me right now Mm -hmm. because I do deserve it. And we all deserve to be, like, we did a thing.
3: Mm -hmm. Like,
2: whatever that thing is. like, And then, like, treating myself. Like, I'm, like, ooh, like, I got... I, uh, I was in Marie Claire. So that's, that's the thing. Ooh, and ooh. so I drove around searching for the magazine, which magazines are hard to find. And I was like, Ooh, I'm gonna celebrate with chili cheese fries and go to bed early. And I was like, wow, <laughs> if that's, <laughs> that's what celebration looks like now and I receive it <laughs> and like sit in bed and watch wrestling. Cause I love pro wrestling. People are always like,
1: okay. Yeah. I got some yes, questions about right. that one.
2: <laughs> I love it. I'm here. Um, And, but it's like giving myself permission to be like, we're done working because there's tomorrow. Yep. And we worked hard for this acknowledgement, like, let's read it and let's cry and be excited because tomorrow might not be that great.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's here now. It's happening in your present moment. So allow that in, um, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes when we are pushing that away, it's, out of fear, right? It's out of insecurity. It's out of anxiety uh, because we're, we're less comfortable with the good. We're less comfortable with, with pleasure than we are with people dying, being disappointed, um, being, being in a place of suffering, being in a place of productivity. Um, You know, you mentioned earlier, just all the different things that are happening in the world, in our lives today, all the things that we're aware of because we have access to news, because we have all this access to the what literally what's going on on the other side of the earth, <laughs> you know, that yeah. our, that all this information that our brains evolutionarily did not have the capacity to take in or didn't weren't, weren't necessarily built for that. Um, and that's something I always kind of remind myself, even is like, okay, do I need yeah. to know what's going on all the way over there? Like in Sometimes some ways, yeah, like in some ways, yeah, but in other ways, it's okay if you don't.
2: Yeah. People are like, why don't you know? Girl, do you know what my day was like? I barely got out of bed, honey. Okay. I brushed my teeth. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone, right? <laughs> like there is always so much mm-hmm. and it it does feel heavy all the time, but it's like, mm-hmm. how do we make it? Because that's, like, the world stuff. That's not even, like, that's macro. Like, we're not yeah. even talking about, like, the, the smaller things. Like, my family, my relationships, yeah. my relationship with myself, like, school, because I'm a, a lifetime student. And, mm-hmm. like, those aren't even the things that hit today. And I'm like, oh, those are also things I should probably feel. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. But, yeah, you're right. We don't always need to know all the things. And we also don't need to shame people. Mm -hmm. for not knowing all the things because we're all in different capacity levels at this point, especially now.
1: Definitely. Definitely. We can only hold so much. We are all only one person. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing some extra support to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help people with penises get stronger and longer-lasting erections. Now, what is Blue Chew? It is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help people achieve stronger and harder erections to combat All forms of ED. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It just ships right to your door and it is in a discreet package. The process is very simple. You sign up at bluechew.com, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Again, all online. And their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. So if you're like me and you don't like swallowing pills, no problem. Blue Chews, Sildenafil, I'm not going to say this correctly, (laughs) Sildenafil and Tadalafil, say it with me, y'all. But their tablets are chewable, okay? And they're made in the USA and prepared to ship direct. So it is cheaper. Than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from a little extra support when it's time to engage in that fun sexual experience, you can visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And of course, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code WICKEDGOOD at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com with promo code WICKEDGOOD to receive. Steve, your first month free, and thank you so much, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. Um, you mentioned being a lifelong student, um, and you have a bachelor's in psychology. Uh, you were in an MFT program, and you have a master's in health psychology. Um, can you share a little bit about like what got you into this area in the first place? How'd you get here? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Okay. So I always like to preface, I'm going to say a hard thing. Yeah. Um, So my mom was killed when I was one. Mm. She was murdered by my possible sperm donor. You know, we don't know. Um, But he he killed her and I was raised by my grandparents, her parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And knowing that information, something within me was like, I want to help women. Like, I just want to help. So I went to school for um, criminal justice because I watched a lot of SVU. Oh, now I was like, bet, I'm going to be a detective.
1: Girl, I say the same shit. I'm like, what got me into psychology was watching SVU and intervention with my mom all throughout. Yes. Like, that's, yeah. that's what got
2: me here. I didn't go to parties. I was reading books and watching SVU. <laughs> Nerd.
1: Yeah, I was like, can uh, I be Dr. Wong? Like, how do I get to be Dr. Wong? Yeah.
2: And so I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I uh, got overwhelmed while I was there. And I was like, ooh, look at all these things. And I got so much attention. And then my third year, uh, I got raped. Hmm. And, you know, trauma changes people's lives. Um, And I spiraled for a very, very long time. I spiraled. um, And I didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't know how to talk to people about it because you know, trauma can be very alienating. Mm -hmm. And then you also, people are like, why don't you tell people? I didn't want to bring the sadness that I was feeling onto others that I loved,
3: Hmm.
2: right? And so I I had a bar in my trunk, not the best, but it's real. I also became very violent. Like I would get drunk, be dancing on tables, have a lot of sex. I also would attack men that were similar to my rapist.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it would be like people I know and people would be like, whoa, and now I understand with all the schooling and stuff. So, so I, I went to school, got kicked out, best thing that ever happened. So, okay, this is where you'll start to see my pattern. Um, so I got kicked out of school and I was like, yes. And I became a rape crisis counselor. Mm-hmm. I opened up a clothing store online as my first business. Um, and then I was like, I was still going to school also. I was going to like community college. And so that was how I was coping. I was like trying to find myself, and being a rape crisis counselor at that time, I was like in hospital after folks were assaulted. I was the first person that they saw,
3: mm-hmm. and I was
2: with them when they were getting their start kit. Most humbling yeah. thing ever. But also I also was like, I'm really good at this, and people trust me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So then I went to school for psychology. Um, I went to school with Jesus, as I say. I went to Cal Baptist University. um, And while I was in school, I worked through different mental health facilities. Mm -hmm. So I started out with juvenile sex offenders, teenagers, eating disorders, and what kept coming up, and maybe it's just me or where I was going, but sexual trauma. And so I was like, "Ah, okay, how do I do this? So I thought I had to be a therapist. So that is when I did the MFT program. I didn't finish the program because I was like, this isn't the way I want to operate. This isn't how mm-hmm. I want to show up. Yeah. Um, I only got a few classes left. Like if I was like, I'll do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Um, and I was like, what is there? And I was like, Ooh, sex. And my mom was like, Oh hell, <laughs> what does that mean? And I was like, I don't know, girl, give me some time. Yeah. I keep my family. Loose. Um, and what I saw there is everyone was talking about all the fun things, the moves, mm-hmm. the toys, the parties, but not the things that affected most of us, which was trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got to navigate what that looked like for myself and like how other people were doing it and how I saw where people were misstepping. Not Mm -hmm. that their, you know, their content was wrong, but the way that they did it didn't speak to people that I wanted to speak to. Like,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: I just talk to people, right? Like, I I see them. I'm not like, oh my God, that's so sad. I'm like, that shit sounds rough. And they're like- yes, it was. Thank you. Like we're all like, once you tell someone you've been through something, they there's that little, that little click and their tone changes. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: they start looking at you like a sad, broken puppy. And we're like, no, no, we're still, we're still whole people. And Mm -hmm. that's how I, how I, how I've been working with people and how I show up, like meeting people where they are. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is most of us don't feel seen, supported, or heard. So yeah. that's like my tagline that I always say, because it's so true.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's kind of how I've been navigating and expanding. And it's been a journey and I'm so thankful for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that taking people where they're at peace is so important, especially after trauma. Um, mm-hmm. That's such a, such a, what's it, like, I want to say like sacred space to hold with somebody. Um And I'm wondering how you navigated slash maybe still today navigate um, when you work with folks who have experienced sexual trauma and you notice yourself getting triggered um, of how you navigate that when you are working with somebody or how you then maybe turn inward
2: and Mm -hmm. care for yourself. Yeah. um, Anytime I do any type of work right? Like or showing up for folks. I like to prepare myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me do a body scan. Let me see yeah. where we're holding things. Let me stretch. Mm-hmm. I have a playlist so I can dance around my room mm-hmm. or wherever mm-hmm. I'm at. If I, even if I'm at a speaking engagement out of college, I'm like dancing first because yeah. we hold our stuff in. Um, I also keep like little things around me that people won't notice that mm-hmm. like are tactile. Like right now I have like a little chain. I don't know where this came from. But it's like next to me and like it allows me to feel grounded and it Mm -hmm. helps me to focus and be present. Yeah. Hmm. So I have my little tricks.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You do. Those are important to have. Um, Very, very relatable. The dancing piece. That's a very big, big thing for, for myself just to. Shake off the shit that I'm holding and like freely express myself and and get grounded um within what i'm feeling and and what i'm experiencing um I think dance is a is a beautiful way to do that,
2: yeah because we we you know people are like aren't you I've heard some shitty things aren't you over this trauma yet like not to like I've heard people say it and other mm-hmm. things, but it's like Trauma is an action that happens to us, no matter if it's physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever. And oftentimes, I'm sure you know, like we hold it in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And that's why somatic therapy is a thing because we have to release it. So being a lifetime student, again, I was like, I'm done with school. Let's do another program. And so I'm now studying, I'm doing like a graduate certificate in alternative medicine Mm. because I think there's so many things in there that can help folks. Like Western mm-hmm. medicine is great when we need it. Mm-hmm. But I always say it like this, like our ancestors didn't have all this and yep. they, they were navigating. They made so, it. We here. And it was cheaper. So let's figure that out. Get the herbs from outside. So mm-hmm. this program is really amazing and I need to catch up on homework, but like I'm learning how to make tinctures and like what certain herbs and vitamins can help people versus I find that Western medicine is numbing.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And it's like, how do we get you to just be quiet? How do we just stop this thing without addressing the root? And that takes it back to trauma also, like the root of it. Mm -hmm.
1: It's sedating your feeling.
2: Yeah. And then when you come out, you're like, oh, what are these? You're like, oh yeah, they didn't leave. You just quieted them for a little bit. They're still here waiting on you. Mm-hmm. So like doing certain things, like even for, I do body work, acupuncture, chiropractor, massage. I take things from my nervous system, different herbs. Mm-hmm. Like, and I learned that from Eastern medicine. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. teaches us how to be in our body so we can actually work through it. And something my business partner always says is, you know, we need to learn how to work through the trauma because it's it is a part of us versus people try to go around it it's still going to be there it's still on you so like mm-hmm. let's learn coping skills let's figure out how to talk through it let's figure out what to do if you're triggered cuz 9 times out of 10 let, let's talk, 10 times out of 10 <laughs> something's going to pop up and surprise you and you're going to be like oh no <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah All right, let's take a short break right here for a little check-in on our mental health. And I know this episode might be a little triggering for you. And like I said at the beginning of this episode... I have needed to check in myself with my mental health. So always super happy to have BetterHelp be a sponsor of this podcast. And if you are new here, BetterHelp is not a crisis line, but actual online professional counseling. You will get matched with a therapist within 24 hours. And if it's a therapist that you don't really feel like you have the best therapeutic match with, they make it so easy and it's free to change counselors if needed. I also also, really want to point out here that it's pretty affordable, <laughs> much more than traditional offline counseling. And they also offer financial aid. Plus, y'all know, I'm going to give you a little discount here. Uh, but so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So be sure to check them out if you are a provider and you want to you know, work with some more clients. Um, so I want to help all of the listeners of this podcast out with taking care of their mental health. You can get 10% off your first month by by visiting betterhelp.com slash talkaboutit. You can join over a million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash talkaboutit. And now we can get back to the show. Is there anything from when you, were, you kind of talked about that spiraling period um, after the rape and noticing how you were coping with it? Is there anything that you think looking back at that version of yourself that would have been helpful for you to have had like a tool or a practice that you now know that you're like, if only somebody had shared that Mm -hmm. with me, I maybe would have done things differently. Or perhaps that was just what you needed. That was the experience you needed to go through. This is not at all a like, uh, do you regret how you coped kind of a question (laughs) like 0% that, but, um, anything that you think would have been really helpful for you while you were going through that, that maybe you didn't receive or know about.
2: Yeah. Um, I think just the normalization of someone would have believed me, Mm. right? Like regardless of how we live our lives, And this, you know, this is across the board with survivors, people question them. And I was like, they're going to question me because I was out there sitting on dicks, honey. Um, And that was, and that's what I chose. Like I was very consensual in all these things and people didn't understand that. I mean, hell, I didn't understand like consent and having conversations, but I wish I had known that there were spaces where people would have believed me and not questioned it. But also I'm like, were there spaces?
1: Yeah. Few, few, <laughs> if any, maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe that maybe those things. I I think that's a great question though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it sounds like even what would have been helpful for you in that, you are now giving folks. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and that's that's kind of how I think about it. It's like, what do I think I needed? I needed someone that was regular that, you know, could meet me where I was. I could talk to me how I talked. Mm -hmm. That was like, okay, do you know what you need? Also asking people what they need. Stop trying to fucking tell everyone what you know and what you saw on SVU. Yeah. Listen, crimes are not solved in 50 minutes. (laughs) True. Not real. (laughs) Um, Yes. But yeah, I, I wish I had known those things, but also I'm like, would my journey have been different? But yeah, yeah, I do feel like how I navigate the work and showing up for for folks, I'm always like, what would I have needed? Even I do like Mm -hmm. motivation Mondays, sometimes on like my social media.
3: Mm -hmm. And I'm
2: like, people are like, this is helping me. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. But really, this was like a reminder for myself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) These are the things I just am saying out loud and I'm just Mm -hmm. sharing it. So maybe others. So it's like the normalization of we're all going through something.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Every day, every other hour, going through something new. <laughs> Got a new wave yeah. of feelings every other hour. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to share a little bit about um, like the work that you do, like what that work looks like, how people can engage with your work.
2: Hmm. I laugh because I'm like which work. <laughs> um yeah so we you know I keep saying I do a lot and I'm going to really do some reflecting on that but <laughs> so I have multiple businesses I have the Jiminika project which is myself um and so that's where I do like speaking engagements and mm-hmm. I create content like I've workbooks and my podcast Trauma Queen is underneath it where we just talk about different types of trauma each season mm-hmm. um, which I will be bringing back eventually mm-hmm. um But, you know, those things for me feel really great. And I just started uh, opening up to the idea of doing one-to-one work with folks. Mm, Um, And I have two clients now that are going to be starting potentially. So also knowing like small number, I'm like, I'll work with five people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And then tending the garden was created because I worked in mental health facilities and I saw how minorities were treated and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, queer, black, brown, mixed, um, just disabled, just how they were treated differently. And so tending the garden, I always say is a healing space for healing, um, Mm -hmm. where we're not questioning you, we're meeting you where you are. And I'm only working with marginalized folks. Mm. And people are like, oh, my God, when are you going to create something for white women? I'm like, y'all have things. (laughs) Y'all got plenty. There's an abundance of retreats. And (laughs) I did my research and I don't see nan, melanated, not even like a drop of melon Mm -hmm. on any of those ads and none of those teachers. And so I wanted to create a space that was somewhat more affordable. I was like, y'all are charging how much? And I'm like, how can I help? So Mm It's a nonprofit. So it's fiscally sponsored now because process, which feels good for me, because I also get to help another org. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're doing that. And then we're going to do a summit in April online. So it's accessible. And Mm -hmm. even in those conversations, I was like, people are always talking about this and this. And I was like, what about being fat in a survivor? What about being trans and non-binary in a survivor? What about being masked in a survivor. So we're having tons of panels Mm -hmm. where there's different folks having these conversations and like, we're going to let folks ask questions and also it's, I'm super excited about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then intimacy coordination training for, through Centurico training folks for film and media to like be those support systems on set, like make these sex scenes look real and also support the actors and then last but not least, healing intersections where we do our support groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been doing that for two years now. We've been doing support groups online through Zoom. It's like mm-hmm. we've been on Zoom since before yeah. Rona. Um, yeah. And it's so beautiful. We have three different groups right now. We have a web trauma group for LGBTQ folks. So the different intersections of trauma, family, relationships, gender, different types of identities, like how that all shows up. We have a sex worker group, which is a ball, honey. I love being, mm-hmm. when I have time and pop in, I'm like, y'all are so amazing. Like, I'm just like, y'all yeah. ah, are amazing. And then we have our survivor group, which, uh and we started all the groups back this week. Mm. So it's so fun. They're seven-week series. And we also try to make that affordable for folks mm-hmm. because, you know, just overall having others that, know your journey. Maybe it looks different, but you don't have to keep explaining it. Mm -hmm. And then they can share their experience. There's so much opportunity for healing in that. So it's kind of across the board, it's like community healing and connection and survivor support.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, I mean, first, yeah, you do do a lot. That was a lot of things that you do. <laughs> In your
2: um, face, you were like, yep. I
1: was like, okay, yep. Another one, another one, more. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. um, I want to just touch on this piece that you mentioned, you know, this work for you is specifically geared towards uh, BIPOC communities and marginalized communities of people. Um, And, you know, I think that it's pretty obvious for folks who listen to this podcast that, like, that's important to me to, like, emphasize that, right, and to actually provide space for those kinds of things. but. I do recognize where folks get upset, and they feel like it's um, you know not including them; uh, that it doesn't include white people, therefore it's racist. And that's uh, not how that
3: works.
2: We could talk about that. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like literally, I feel like all I've been talking about. I like on I'm Monday. Like, I was like, I'm not watching The Bachelor tonight, but I'm rooting for everybody black, and it was just a slew of you're so. Can great. I
2: tell you? That was the first day I watched The Bachelor on Monday. I was with the Chatty Broads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I was like, can I watch it with y'all? And they were like, yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've never. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Yep. But it is. It is. I mean, listen, that's not how racism works. I don't know. I'm sure you've talked about how it works and that's not it.
1: Yes, I have. And um, it's, it's interesting to me because I just want folks to consider like, there's a reason why it has to be specified that it's for non-white people. Why would that be? Because every other space is white. So it's okay.
2: All of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's all okay for something to be pro-black, for something to be pro-whatever uh, it is, right? Um, and it isn't necessarily a shitting on whiteness. It's just that we're, we want to uplift this. We want to focus on this. We want to provide a space specifically for this because y'all already got all the other spaces and y'all already mm-hmm. got the default and everything. Um And I want you to maybe if you can talk a little bit here to why it's important within the sexual trauma space for, Mm -hmm. you know, marginalized groups of people, for um, the non-able bodied, the non-white people, the uh, non-European beauty standard, thin, white blonde woman uh, to have these spaces.
2: Yeah. Well, first I want to invite... Uh, those humans, because I know y'all listening, mm-hmm. um, like, I want to invite you to think about why those spaces have to be created. Yeah. Like, w- like, is it because people don't feel safe? Is it because when they go to these spaces, they are made to be uncomfortable? They are judged, they are put in more harm's way. Um, and so within sex and within trauma... Most of the marginalized folks are over-sexualized, right? Mm-hmm. And I say not, not not, in the sense of like, ooh, they're having a lot of sex. It's like the way that society looks at them, it's less than. So if you're looking at someone as less than, you're like, well, I can do whatever I want to that person. Yeah. Or I can, you know, I can treat them however I want without even looking at them as a goddamn person,
1: which is like literally historically what has happened when you look at even just how we have the science and the research around like female genitalia that was done on black women.
2: So mm-hmm. Tuskegee experiments. Why do you think black people are scared about a vaccine? Cause it didn't go well. It didn't go. If y'all don't ever heard of her, Google is your good girlfriend. She's free. Um, I love to tap into her daily when I don't know something. So I also mm-hmm. want y'all to use it. But this, there's a lot of reasons. It's not like people are just pulling it out of thin air. Did you know that like kids aren't even taught fully about the Holocaust anymore? Like they don't know. Oh, yeah. They're like that. Like they don't think the Holocaust is real. And also they're not really being taught about like slavery and shit anymore. They're like, I mean, did it really happen? Yes, and slavery is still an active thing that's happening yep. even in the U.S. People are like, that's in other countries. No, honey. No. That might be your neighbors. Yeah. That is an active situation. And no, it's not just little black children from Africa. It's tons of different individuals.
1: Mm-hmm. I did not realize that that was how things were going down in schools now because it's been a a minute for me, but (laughs) um, I I really sincerely hope that we can start going in a different direction with that. I know there are some teachers that listen to this podcast. I know there are some teachers that follow on Instagram. So please, this is an opportunity for you to put in the work and advocate for comprehensive sex education, for comprehensive history to be taught, um, and Mm -hmm. not just from a white lens.
2: Yeah, I I don't remember what school it was, but they were like allowing parents to opt in and out for kids to learn about black history. uh, And I said uh, audacity because black history is American history. Yeah, us here.
1: That that, that is like that is actual. (laughs) That is legitimate separation. That is literally. uh, Wow.
2: Some Some people still have separate proms. My, I, saw my, I was like, girl, they still have separate problems. And she was like, no, they, I said, yes, they do.
1: Like, do I need to go
2: back to some schools? Do I need <laughs> no, to go you back? Don't like, like, to. The... You don't want to. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah. It, I need to find more teachers. The these are the conversations we're not having enough, right? Like, yeah. Why yeah. is it that people are scared of sex ed? They're like, kids are going to have sex. Honey, all of us got here because somebody had sex.
1: Yeah. And they're going to have
2: sex at some point or another. Regardless. Why don't we just, you know, why don't we save people the pain? Why don't we save people the struggles and ha- like teach them? And when I do teach sex ed, cause I do, I do, I do that also. Yeah. I love working with kids because they know more than people give them credit for. Oh yeah. And so asking them what they know and again, meeting them where they are and be like, cool bet. That's not real. Okay. Let's now break it down and let's have like a real conversation and dialogue. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, thank you for telling me. Because mm-hmm. this is what I thought. And this, like, they're so amazing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a lot of kids are brilliant. Like, I am nervous about some because, you know, <laughs> society. But also there's some that I'm just like, damn, you're doing better than some 40-year-olds. Like, yeah. And you're 11.
1: Like, yeah,
2: how do you a toss-up.
1: How do you find that you're met with teaching sex education? I know for some folks it's like, I mean they literally as, as teachers, they get fired for teaching comprehensive sex education. Um, so I'm wondering Uh, what that's like for you (laughs) to step into those spaces and be like, well, this is what we're going to talk about.
2: Well, most of it, I'm contracted for those things. I was working with an org (laughs) and then they were like, can you change your social media? And I was like, no. I was like, I'm a queer black woman that has titties. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: sometimes you, I'm not going to be naked." But like sometimes I wear what I want to wear because I am thirty three years old and I bought it. Yeah. And they're like, well, it might be the kids might not. I'm like, the kids see worse.
1: Yeah, the kids are gonna be okay. That is what people yeah. troll at me for when I post shit on Instagram. I'm, okay, but for the children that follow you, for the young, for the young kids, on watch your. Cheer, I don't have kids. I
3: don't
1: have kids. Okay. I'm like, Why are y'all kids my responsibility here?
2: Boom. Bet. I don't have children. For I don't. I don't. Ooh, maybe I have some puppy or some cat kids. But that's the only children that's happening over here. Oh
1: my god! I have to say this. This was like last week. This is not the first time this has happened. I had a dream that I was breastfeeding a cat. (laughs) That I and my dream previously to this was that I gave birth, and it came out a cat. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me?
2: <laughs> I kind of love it. I'm like, oh, that should be, you should get someone to draw that. That's probably very beautiful. Like, but it also pink so for you. So don't do it. Don't yeah. do
1: it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't worry. I'm not forcing Lily to suck my nipples. Okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> it's
2: not happening. Um, but I love sex ed with kids. Mm-hmm. I think because they approach it of in that way of like. My mama don't really want me to know these things. So I want to know them more. And then they see me yeah. and they're like, you have a septum ring. Your hair is whatever color it is that time. You look regular. I'm still not sure how old you are, yeah. but you said you'd answer all my questions. I'm in. <laughs> right? And it's yeah. it's amazing. I've taught from like privates, private little um, homeschool kids mm-hmm. to junior schools to Mm -hmm. just kind of across the gamut in schools and it's so fun I love seeing them squirm when you're like the word is penis do we have to talk about penises I'm like you have one why not Mm -hmm. yeah vaginas involve us I'm like why not Mm -hmm. at one point you're gonna have to be near everyone in this room might be near one at some point
1: you touch one every day
2: if you own one, it's attached. Mm-hmm. Do you not wipe? <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> do you not spend a little time with it? You know, spend a little time, check in, make sure it's good. <laughs> like, Yeah. yeah. Like, my goal is always to, to normalize it and also create that space for them to ask those questions
3: mm-hmm.
2: versus them. You know, porn is great. You can learn a lot, but it's not a teaching space.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think a lot of kids are like, well, this is how we do it. And I'm like, that is not how you do it. You don't do a, a DP. Okay. That's not how we start off. That's not it at all. That, that I- is not
1: how we start off. That is not the starting point. <laughs> no, 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 not the starting points. Um, I, lo- I love that you are doing this work with kids because I think many more people need to go down that route, and maybe one day I will. Um, but I want to transition a little bit here to some of the work that you're doing with the nonprofit, uh, with the sex workers. Um, and I know you mentioned the yeah. support group with sex workers. Um, and so I'm wondering what this work around sexual trauma has looked like for you with sex workers.
2: Yeah. So I... Because again, so much time. But I love the give back of it. Um, it really feeds my my side. I don't know. There's a side of me just being able to mm-hmm. give back. So I, my friend Jessica, got me in with an org called Feed the Streets. Feed the Streets, L.A. We're in L.A., New York. They have one as well. Um, and they, we literally are in the streets every Sunday,
3: hmm.
2: passing out clothes, passing out foods, having conversations, giving medical care, and something. They're like, you know, we're looking for maybe doing stuff with sex workers. Jessica and I were like, bet, that's us. (laughs) This is literally what we do. Mm -hmm. So the program that we're creating, which we just started launching, we're fundraising for um, now is the the folks, and I'm not just gonna say women because there's all genders, Mm -hmm. all bodies are still on the streets, right? Like they're pimps. And if they're just, you know, even if they don't have pimps and they're just working to survive, COVID isn't stopping them. Mm-hmm. right? Like they still have to work and do all this stuff. So we are creating kits for them. And it's not like, stop, don't do that. No, we listen, do you, but we want to be able to like help you be safer mm-hmm. because who are we to stop anybody's bag and survival? We get it. We, we know what that's like. Um And then there is a lot of trauma on the streets. There's, you know, a mo- and any type of sex work, you can have trauma, right? It's not just,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, but there are different levels to sex work, right? Like, yeah, it's true. People are like, it's not, and I'm like, nah. There's there's the whole spectrum. And people <laughs> are like, you can't say that, and I'm like, not nah, that's, that's called it's called they call the whole spectrum. I don't know. I didn't make it up. <laughs> yeah. I am not the keeper of it, but it's true. Um, And so our goal is really just to be able to show up, like this, my whole side of my room, and I'm so thankful. It's like boxes of like hand sanitizer and makeup mm-hmm. and PPE and just like what we're going to give to them, lubes, condoms, flavor mm-hmm. loops, because you're going to do whatever you're going to do and like masks. Yep. And, you know, so also you can feel good, like mm-hmm. body wipes, mouthwash, because you are working. We know what the yep. looks like. We help you be safer. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we're doing. And I'm so excited.
1: Yeah. I can imagine that the 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 need to hold space and believe their trauma is even greater because i can see where being in sex work and experiencing sex sexual trauma there could be a lot of guilt and a lot of shame of you know well you're doing this work of you know well you know this is what happens when you do that kind of work right i can see where there would be a lot of noise already invalidating them and essentially making them think that they've asked for it. A
2: thousand percent, a thousand percent. You know, you know, a job is a job. Mm -hmm. We all have different jobs and we can all be assaulted in any type of capacity. And just because they choose to opt in and use their bodies for work Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that people should take that as an advantage. They've, you know, they've already been like, okay, I'm going to share this part of me with you, which is already maybe a lot for them. But that's what they chose, right? And so what they didn't choose is to have their consent violated, to have their boundaries yeah. crossed, to have their no, not heard,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? Like you can't just throw money on something that you're leaving someone with that is lasting more than however long the assault is.
1: hmm Yeah. And I think that's one thing that folks don't fully understand about sex work is that, there are still boundaries there. There is still consent oh, within sex work. That's why it's fucking work. Cause there's a lot of work that goes <laughs> <Hello>? into it.
2: <laughs> I mean, and sex workers to me are the original sex educators.
3: Oh yeah. Right.
2: Like spend so much time having com and people are like, all they do is do, you don't know what they do. A lot of my friends, I have sex workers across this, across the gamut. They're like, sometimes we just have conversations mm-hmm. and like talk them through things. Like, yeah, I, in the group, someone was like, I worked with someone through erectile dysfunction and I helped them. And I was like, that's amazing. Right? Like that is a thing, honey. Yep. Yeah. And it's because of the skill set and the timing and the learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a society. We suck. <laughs> that was the nicest way to say.
1: We got um, the trifuckery I, going on.
2: <sighs> try like that. But we have so much to unlearn. Mm -hmm. Like we've taken in so much of these white supremacy ideals, which this is what happens when I'm elevated in my room. I'm like, all this shit is made up. Yeah, it is. All of this shit is made up. Like who decided that they were like, yes, we're going to have one white man because predominantly has been all the presidents, old white men. We're going to have one white man that really gets to decide. Then we're going to put some other people underneath. We're going to have money it used to be rocks. Now let's make it some coin paper. Ooh, let's do digital. Like it's all made up mm-hmm. and we're just like, okay. Cause we're born into it, yep. but it doesn't mean we have to agree with it and necessarily abide by it all the time. Because just cause someone made a law doesn't mean that it makes sense to the actual people. Yep. And that's when we have to look at who this law is keeping safe and helping.
1: And who's making, who's signing on this law. Who's, what's your check look
2: like? Because uh, like uh, Los Angeles, the mayors. Okay. Questions. <laughs> what's going on? So we're just releasing everyone from prison right now? You're not going to tell the people they've hurt. Bet. Oh, they're causing more harm. Oh, you're surprised. Wow. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's trifecta, the, the fuckery. Yeah. Trifuckery.
1: It is, it is the trifuckery that is made up and uh does not represent all of the people
2: yeah no no and like when some folks are like we're uh, we're all going through the same thing no No, we're we're not not. you're in a seven million (laughs) dollar house honey I'm in a room (laughs) that's already different (laughs) okay today I might remember to feed myself you have a chef different (laughs) yeah Different. And, and it's okay to acknowledge
1: those differences. It is important that we acknowledge those differences, our intersections, Kimberly Crenshaw. It is important that we identify those because otherwise we're going to be invalidating what our actual lived experiences are, which is then going to lead to folks not actually getting the help and the support that they even
2: <sighs> need in the first place. Wow. So much knowledge is being dropped here. You're all welcome.
1: So what is your uh, PayPal and Venmo?
2: <laughs> I'm like, everyone is welcome. Thank you for coming to Taylor's show. Um, you know, just replay this. Just stop now, start over, and then just redo it again. Just just
1: repeat. Listen, I'll repeat. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, th- there is actually one thing I want to touch on before we wrap up. Um, and you mentioned the spectrum of sex work Um, and I think a lot of folks conceptualize sex work as you are having sex with another person you are doing explicit acts with that other person therefore it is sex work
2: and that's not true Mm -hmm. it's not true I have friends that do phone sex yeah I have friends that do camming and don't do anything but just talk to people I have friends that perform sex acts in themselves and do camming. Um, You know, you could phones and texting. Some people just want to text. I love sexting. Listen, there's, this is another thing, what I really learned, because I've seen some things since I've been in sex ed and traveling. I'm like, everything really is a thing.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I've been to a clown orgy. You ever been to a clown orgy? That's a thing. Mm Never been to a clown orgy. No,
1: no. I'm that slightly sounds like my nightmare, but I'm happy that folks
2: are enjoying themselves. My best friend was like, absolutely the fuck not. Yeah, I was like, it was time I just stayed in the bathtub, but (laughs) I was hanging out with a bunch of sex workers, and it's like even that, like there's dom work that's sex work. Yep, there's being a submissive that's sex work. Mm -hmm. Like full service directing sex like there's so many things and I think we need to expand our brains just like people are like oh we can make this business up cool why can't people expand their thought process and also when people are like I don't know any sex workers oh honey you, that probably, is so cute. Do.
1: you probably you do. probably do
2: Maybe they just don't feel safe enough to tell you. So again, do some self-reflecting. Just mm-hmm. like, you know a survivor. People are like, I don't. And I'm like, no, no. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. due to the, the numbers that are reported, what is it? One in three female-identified folks. Mm-hmm. And one in six masked male-identified folks. And these are cisgendered. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't count for trans folks. That doesn't count for people that don't report. And it hasn't been updated in a minute. Yep. So you, I promise you know somebody. Yeah. In all of the categories.
1: hmm Yeah. It's a lot of different options out there. <laughs> um, the last question I'm going to end you on here is uh, how did wrestling become such a thing for <laughs> you? <laughs> I had to loop us back to that because
2: this that so is- funny. I was like, that was- I didn't think that was gonna be the last question. <laughs> because it's
1: in your bio. And so I'm like, all right, hold up. What's this
2: wrestling thing? <laughs> um, okay, I found wrestling when I was nine. Hmm. Okay. And, and I remember literally the day I found it, I was turning through the channels very privileged in my space in my room. I had cable in my room, raised my grandparents, they were asleep. Mm-hmm. And I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin was breaking into Brian Pillman's home, rest in peace. And I was like, what is this? And then I just started watching it and the storylines, I was like, oh, this is like a soap opera. Yeah, It's like a soap opera. And I took time off when I was spiraling in my 20s and I've come back and it's so beautiful now to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like art of it the creativity like the storylines what they do with their bodies honey I'm not back flipping off a damn thing onto a table I'm not <laughs> people are like it's fake I'm like yeah there's scripts but that's still their bodies like, um, and now I've also been invited into um, I'm also wearing my one of my favorite shows Sons of Anarchy yeah um, <laughs> I've been invited into the Sam Fam and the Wrestling Fam on Twitter. These exist. Twitter's Twitter's back, um, <laughs> and it's so amazing. Like the connections with like so many different people across the world, and mm-hmm. like having dialogue. And because we're older now, like we're like, oh, look at this person and like their skill set. And mm-hmm. also, they had their own Me Too mo- movement last year. Hashtag mm-hmm. speaking out. Oh, and so okay. I'm like. How do I help in that space and like combine my loves? Mm-hmm. But wrestling, it makes me happy. I'm friends with some wrestlers now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my friends, I are love like, this. Oh, are you? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm fun. Um, I'm still pissed at people because WrestleMania was supposed to be in LA this year. It's okay. 2023 bitches. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be all, I'm going to be a mess. You're going to want to follow my Instagram <laughs> by then. <laughs> you got a few years to find my name.
1: Um, well, they're going to find your name very easily by going to
2: the episode yeah. notes for this episode. Yeah. listen, especially, yeah. you're going to want to hang out, especially 2023. It's going to be a mess, honey. But it, for me, it allowed me, especially during this time, because they were still working, mm-hmm. to see like the human side of a lot of them and a lot of them do other things. So I'm seeing that side of the, the, them, not their character, Yeah. Um, which means a lot to me. Also, there's more black and brown people in wrestling now. And it, they're not just being like played over. Like there's some beautiful humans, especially the beautiful black women right now. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I'm just like they've come so far from the diva era where they only put yeah. women on TV in some shit that's like a string, Literally. and now they're like jumping off things and kicking ass and main eventing. And it's like seeing just the growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just love it. It's like my soap opera. It helps distract my brain. It feels safe, like with trauma. Mm-hmm. Watching too many new things, I feel I mm-hmm. get like disheveled. Yeah, um, and yeah. so Sons of Anarchy, even though it's a very intense show, I get it. <laughs> it's real intense. Um, it, it, I like. There are certain characters I connect with, which I'm like friendly with now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm extra so it's, 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 you brought this, this out of me
1: good i'm glad i'm glad this is the note i wanted to end on was some laughs and smiles and things that bring you joy and things that bring you pleasure yeah. um yeah. even if it's as random maybe as as wrestling but i i get it now i see it i see it
2: yeah and it's you know the trauma still there's trauma there mm-hmm. gray's anatomy and sons of anarchy trauma my two favorite yes. shows
3: Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. the
2: connection and the space and yeah, it's just seeing people. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. It's my adult soap opera.
1: Yeah. Well, now I'm like maybe I need to check out wrestling a little bit more. I'm like, I don't. You know what? Cable, Listen, but...
2: I will give you my wrestling password so you can watch the the one woman's pay per view that they did. Just fucking one, and it's just the women wrestling. I like get emotional every time seeing it because okay. to like see them like they don't need no men fuck them yeah and they're like just freaking ass yeah. Hmm.
1: I mean, I'm down if you' trying to share it. I'm totally down to I'll, watch I'll that. i send it
2: to you. I'm gonna <laughs> send it to you. It's great. And you'll be like, okay, well, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry to the listeners, you're not getting this password, but sorry, you're not. I recommend I'm... that you check it out after this now. <laughs> um, if people want to follow you and check out your work, your website is beautiful, by the way. Thank I know I said know. that when we first hopped on this call, but website is absolutely beautiful. Um, if folks are teachers, if you work in a school check out the website. You can book for some engagements. Um, where are all the places that people can kind of find your work? And all of this will also have linked in the episode notes.
2: Yeah. Um, Jim and Ica across the board everywhere. Just because there's only one of me. I double check in Google every six months. Um, and then traumaqueen.love. Yes, .love. Um, to find out about the retreat, tendingthegarden.love. Still love. Uh, if you were looking for support groups, healingintersections.com. Mhm. Yeah, those are, amazing. The main spaces.
1: Well, thank you so much for all the things you're doing for showing up in your, in your, in your truth today. Um, I appreciate that. And I hope that today (laughs) felt good for you. Um, Last thing, if people do want to compensate you for um, the education, the knowledge you drop here or for supporting the educational shit that you put up on Instagram, um, is there a PayPal or a Venmo that, or cash app or whatever that
2: you do want to direct people to? Sure. Oh my God! No one's ever asked me this. Um, they my better be asking. Is Queen Gem G E M because I'm a Gemini? Don't oh, judge me, y'all. Okay,
1: my mom's, <laughs> my mom's a Gemini. I mean, oh,
2: well, welcome. My best friend you is know. Gemini. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know the journey then. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Square it's Cash. What is it? Square Cash Cash, cash app. app. The dollar sign Queen Gem fifty eight, and then Jimenica at SoGem.com for PayPal's.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. This is fun. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right? And And sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast, Um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And- I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. Did you know that
2: everyone has an aura? Do you know what color your aura is? Maybe you have a fiery red personality or a quiet and calm blue or green. You could be an organized and methodical yellow or an explosive purple. Come join me, Mystic Michaela, on my podcast, Know Your Aura, to find out all about how your personality can be explained in colors.
0: Surgeons keep our hearts beating, they do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you.